It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. The son of a cattleman and the grandson of a butcher, Matt Moore is the quintessential Southern cook. Author of A Southern Gentleman's Kitchen, his food writing has garnered critical acclaim from publications including the Wall Street Journal, the Chicago Tribune, and the New York Times. His Southern charm has landed him on the Today Show, Fox and & Friends, and WGN. Matt resides in Nashville with his family, and he's also a musician, a pilot, an adventure seeker, entrepreneur, moonshine cologne creator, i got to ask about that, avid fisherman, and a cast iron and wild game enthusiast. But today, he's waving away the clouds of smoke to give barbecue lovers a sneak peek into the kitchens and smokehouses of a handful of the South's most revered pitmasters to uncover their tried-and-true techniques and their patrons' favorite dishes. He's joining me on Amy's Table today to talk about the South. South's Best Butts, Pitmaster's Secrets for Southern Barbecue Perfection. Hi, Matt. Welcome to Amy's Table. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Amy. Well, first of all, I think not only could you make a good dinner, you'd be a good dinner party guest. What an interesting life you have. <laughs> uh, always a good storyteller in addition to uh, to loving, loving providing food for friends and family. Well, you know what? That's part of it, isn't it? I mean, really, the, the conversation that goes along with a meal and, and all the time spent barbecuing, you need to have some good stories, too. What what inspired you to do this book? Was it your your butcher background, your family having a background in butchery? What, what brought this to you? Oh, you know, being born and raised in the South, I think barbecue is, is like I say, it's, a, it's religion here. Yeah. Uh, and so when the opportunity came to, to do a great road trip and also hop in my little Piper Cherokee and, and fly around the South and, uh, and visit every state of the barbecue belt and showcase pitmasters and their styles and tell their stories, it really a dream come true for me uh, to, to go on a journey and to be able to have this record of recipes and stories uh, in, a, in a wonderful cookbook. Uh, just feel like the luckiest man on earth. Well, I'll tell you, looking through the cookbook and all these great places that you stopped, I think you just might be the luckiest man on earth. Well, there's a there's an infographic in the book that I really like that you call the country's quilt of Q. Talk a little bit about how we vary across the country in, in our approach to barbecue. Yeah, I, I say opinions are like butts. Everybody has one. Uh, you know, when it comes to barbecue, everybody has an opinion as to whose Q reigns supreme. Um, you know, but there are traditional things that you'll find um, throughout the barbecue belt, specifically with sauces. We start out the book with uh, five mother sauces of barbecue. So, you know, North Carolina, especially Eastern North Carolina sauces, just really vinegar, crushed red pepper, salt, and pepper. Um, if you make your way south to South Carolina, you're going to pick up some mustard. Uh, if you go to northern Alabama, you've got a white mayonnaise-based sauce. Up in northern Kentucky, you've got a black Worcestershire-based sauce. And most people will credit Memphis and St. Louis and Kansas City with the addition of tomato and molasses to create a little bit of a darker, sweeter style of sauce. So, you know, we came across all those different variations, and then you find more hyper-regional sauces where pitmasters might do their own blend. Uh, and it was so fun to kind of showcase and lay out a format of those different recipes, but also showcase uh, a lot of the pitmaster recipes when I could pry them from their hands. Yeah, really. I mean, that is a talent in and of itself, isn't it? Because that is something that I think people guard so incredibly. Well, this is a really unfair question to ask you, but do you have a favorite of those different mother sauces, if you will? Well, I just welcomed my second daughter into the world about 10 days ago. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. 
answering that question would be like me asking or answering which one of my kids is my favorite. So I'll leave it there. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I shouldn't ask you which kid is your favorite. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. Well, of course, there is so much behind great barbecue and barbecue perfection, as you put it in the title of the book. But the first part is fuel, right? Talk about how fuel adds flavor. Yeah, you know, we came across a lot of different styles and methods for cooking barbecue in our travels. Uh, Obviously, we found open-style pits in North Carolina. Uh, We found folks using the old tried-and-true barrel smokers. And we found folks that are using a lot of technology using kind of a combination between uh, using hardwoods for flavor but also using gas to cook at exact temperatures. Um, really what I wanted to convey to readers at home, if you've got a lot of experience uh, you know, cooking barbecue or you've never done it before, uh, it should not be anything that's too highbrow. I mean, you can make great barbecue on a $50 kettle smoker as you can on a $5,000 big green egg. Um, and one of my favorite quotes that we came across in our travels is pitmaster Skip Steele up at Bogarts in St. Louis. He said, you know, cooking is a math problem. Time plus temperature equal results. So using woods and using charcoal will allow you to uh, impart more smoke and more flavor. But at the end of the day, uh, great barbecue is more the result of controlling temperature over a set period of time. Mm-hmm, which is easier said than done sometimes. That's where technology can help a little, right? Well, it's interesting when you talk about the, the quilt of Q and you talk about these different people that you've met and there's their very different approaches, techniques, flavors. What is the common bond or, or denominator, speaking of math, that you found through all of these pitmasters? Good people. Uh, everybody has different opinions, uh, different flavors, different profiles. At the end of the day, uh, it's a cookbook. There's 150 recipes. It's not just pork butts. We give you recipes for brisket and wings and all the sides and trimmings you could ever imagine. But the commonality was these folks work hard. Uh, you know, they're up at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning to start fires. They're cooking these uh, pieces of meat and vegetables for 15, 16 hours. Uh, and we all consume them in just a few minutes. And, and we will pretty much always have an opinion whether or not it's the best barbecue we've ever had or uh, if there's better barbecue to be had somewhere else. I think at the end of the day, it was just so much fun to tell these people's stories. And my goal was to, uh, you know, allow you to sit right seat in my plane, uh, allow you to get a sneak peek into the kitchens and smokehouses so that we could uncover these personalities so that if you couldn't go on a, on a road trip like this, uh, you could pick it up on a, on a Saturday evening have a bourbon while you're smoking a pork butt and, uh, you know, go on a journey with me and, and learn these people's stories and just learn that they're carrying on such a great tradition and they should be recognized for doing it. And and you recognize them so beautifully in the book. The photography is great and the writing is great. No wonder you're, you're getting so much acclaim. But it's funny, I almost feel like this would be a fun um, book to kind of pick up and follow where you went, you know, make a little summer vacation out of it. I think it would be interesting. Uh, who who kind of stands out as, as a more memorable or one of the most memorable stories of, of the people that you met? You know, um, I think we've been just through uh, Memorial Day. We're about to hit the 4th of July. One of my favorite trips was a place uh, called Wilbur's in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Um, Wilbur Shirley there has been cooking barbecue for 60-plus years. Uh, he's late in his life. He's a Korean War vet. Uh, and what was so interesting about uh, our time there is that you had a lot of older men and women that were working for Mr. Wilbur, and you had a, a lot of young folks, too. 
And the funny part of the story is that a lot of these folks worked for them during their teen years. Uh, they went out and um, he helped pay for their college. Uh, you know, they had their wow. own careers. And they just couldn't wait to get back to work for Mr. Wilbur. And, uh, you know, he's a man who's survived not only the Korean War, but cancer. Um, and, you know, when I asked him what's the, the secret to, uh, to, to this whole life that he's created, he kind of turned it back around. He said that he had been blessed by all the people that he had interacted with when he, in fact, had blessed so many people, not only through his food, but uh, through his employment and just being a great mentor. Yeah, wow. He really feeds the community in, in more ways than one. That's amazing. And, you know, listening to that while you're eating his great food, I mean, that had to have just been every place you stopped, just a, a real pleasure. It was. Uh, there's just a lot of unique stories, uh, you know, that came from the results. And one thing that I really wanted to showcase is the diversity of barbecue. So I think we featured half as many women as we do men, uh, every race, every ethnicity, because barbecue has always really come from somewhere else. Uh, and, you know, people have a lot of opinions as to what is authentic barbecue. But to be honest with you, uh, there's a lot of different uh, areas where it, it changes. And I wanted to really showcase uh, the diversity behind it. Uh, which I just think made the book uh, that much more interesting and that much stronger. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, of course, all of the meats are amazing and in the center of the plate, but you give some really interesting sides and ideas for what to serve with. And I'm looking at this bacon and bourbon collards, wishing that I could make it come to life right before me. But collards can be a bit of a challenge for people. Do you have any tips for, or did you learn anything about how to really cook collards perfectly more bacon (laughs) (laughs) no you know me like i said being born and raised in the south collards have always been kind of a staple for me i I think that traditionally in the south you'll find uh some sort of smoked meat or cured meat uh to enhance the flavor Uh, collards can often be bitter a lot of folks don't wash them properly yeah remove the uh the center stem uh, especially down near the root area because it's just super super tough and to be honest, I think a lot of people overcook them. Um, I, I like for them to be cooked almost all dente, um, you know, maybe an hour, hour and a half to simmer. Um, but if you can add some smoked turkey, some bacon, some smoked ham, it just kind of takes it to the next level. And then, of course, you get the result, the pot liquor, the leftover juice uh, that you can mop up with cornbread or a piece of white bread. Uh, it's one of my favorite ways to serve. Oh, God, that sounds good. And it looks so good. Well, Matt, this is really a beautiful book and a lot to... Part travelogue, part storybook, part recipe book, but lots of great recipes and images. And I'm so glad you took some time to talk with us about it today. Again, it's called South's Best Butts, Pitmaster Secrets for Southern Barbecue Perfection by Matt Moore. And Matt, where can we send people for more information about you? You can uh, check out my website just at mattrmore.com. And there's an E on the end of more. Great, Matt. Thank you so much. It was great to speak with you. Thank you so much. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tolman, yeah. Q102.